Good morning, Pam. It definitely will be soon because it's raining in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which means it's floating over your way across the eastern part of the state to hit Philadelphia later today. Uh, it's been a rainy, soggy two days, and our temperature dropped from 80s a couple days ago to last night it was down to 39, so it's a really wild temperature ride. Yep, and Ashley knows because Ashley's not too far from us. Ashley says, yep, rainy weekend. So, yes, yes. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> We can go on. I always view Mother's Day as a real celebration of women. So I think it's, um, yes, it's it's a good Mother's Day weekend. And uh, I had a kickoff um, of my Mother's Day weekend experience last night, having a fun time with my daughter. I reached full two weeks post-second vaccine Um full vaccination strength uh, and I wasted no time <laughs> uh, going and uh, we had a really great time last night at camp uh, watching the Baltimore Orioles play baseball in a very responsible, very socially distanced manner and it was super fun. Um, so I was incredibly impressed with the Orioles um, level of commitment to keeping people safe. Um, and it didn't hurt that the fact the game was like over an hour delayed from rain. So a lot of people didn't stay around for it. We had our, we had three sections to ourselves. <laughs> so it was really, really fun. Um, I'm sure that's great. And everybody, sorry, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot to put the microphone on for me. So what can I oh, say? Oh, yes. I was I was just going to say, Pam. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> Pam, I can't hear you. Uh, but did you hear my... Did you hear my... I did. Everybody? I did. I did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, as you said, sometimes you need to add the mic. That's right. Um, you know, yay. Very, very good. Yes. Thank you, Lori. It, did, it, was, it was lots of fun. I, I say... I saw... Um, that you and uh, Shell and Anna uh, just had joined since I said good morning to the others already. So I'm glad you guys could come. Um, yeah. Betty uh, asking if you spiked the coffee again. No, but maybe I should. <laughs> I know. As soon as, as, as soon as I read that, I'm like, hmm, darn it. I didn't do that before I came upstairs for the podcast. So. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. um, but I but I do still have McAllen sitting next to my bed because I didn't open it. I I, I we were gonna watch um, Men in Kilts and have a little bit of scotch to celebrate the Highlands. <laughs> and um, but I actually did take a picture. I was not I was not exaggerating when um, I'll have to put that out on on Twitter. Um, I wasn't exaggerating last week um, when I told SR I had scotch sitting next to my bed. Um, on my nightstand, I'll show, show you the picture because it's in front of um, my stack of books, which includes um, Meet Me on the Corner of 
Love and Hate, uh, Gabriel's Rapture, The Laws of Money, um, and uh, Gabriel's Promise. So you'll see. Um, all true. All true. So, oh my gosh, so much. Uh, I know, I Mother's know. Day weekend, so many good things going on this uh, time, especially with the exciting news that they are beginning to film next week in Atlanta, I I our beloved... Wait. Our beloved Gabriel's I, Rapture. Oh. I can't wait. It's gonna be. I. It's just gonna be so great to to see the behind the scenes photos when they come out. <clears throat> Hopefully, Spoiler Man will be good and spoil things. Uh, <laughs> I know. I just. I'm super excited for them. Um, I'm. I'm just thrilled that it's going to continue to move forward and they're able to get more filming in because, um, just having. You know, I reflect, and we've said this before on the podcast, but I reflect so much how the f- production of the first film was such a such a blast, and then yes. waiting for it to come, learning about the po- the post production, um, having that to hold on to through our uh, pandemic journey as a as a world um, and as an SR family, I think was just really incredibly special. Um, so super, super exciting. Yes, a spoiler man is better than Spider-Man, Pam yes, said. Yes, he is. And Anna, happy birthday to your son, Justin. Yes, I was I was just going there. Born 33 years ago on Mother's Day, 1988. Mm-hmm. And Anna, I have a daughter who's tied to Father's Day. Um, I actually went into labor on Father's Day in 1995, but we didn't have her until the day after. But her um, birthday always is tied to Father's Day, which is really, really fun. So that's that's a really special thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish wish him and wish your family a very, very happy time. And um, laughing, Ashley said she had her Sassanac whiskey while watching Gabriel's Inferno last night. Ashley, nice. how is it? I've been listening to the the book uh, Clanlands. Um, and, you know, the chapter when uh, Sam and Graham are just describing the whiskey was just fantastic. I was laughing out loud. Um, and I really, I haven't had the Sassanac yet. I was curious what you thought of it, um, which is good. And um, I see Ashley said, loving the Atlanta stuff Julia's posting. Want to explore what he does when I go to Atlanta in September. I think that would be fun. And we have our woman on the ground in Atlanta, Cheryl. So Cheryl, That's right. let us know if you, if there are any, any um, Italian sightings or any other uh, cast member sightings down in Hotlanta, let us know. She's Absolutely. our she's our person on the ground. Um, <laughs> and yes, yes, Betty, I'm not. I'm impressed. Ten My, minutes in, uh, I'm not ready for Paul's heartbreak scene. How does one prepare for that? I know. Well, truly, we we send Elizabeth Rivera to the rescue. That's what we do. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And Anna, I just was seeing Anna said her son was baptized on Father's Day. Wow. That is super cool. Mm-hmm. That is really mm-hmm. special. That Born on Mother's special. Day, baptized on Father's Day. Ah, oh, that's, mm-hmm. I love that. Everyone. Yeah. And I see that our, uh, Miss Annette is there, Miss Walmart. Of, uh, Annette, and- are you coming to us live from Walmart this morning? And how's that handsome 
soldier of yours, your soldier son, back uh, visiting from uh, Japan from his uh, overseas gig. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Glad you could mm-hmm. be here with us to, this morning. And yes, Betty says, Cheryl, you are the chosen one. You will be our eyes in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Shell said, yeah. Betty, no one can prepare for a heartbreak, but it does leave him open to his own happily ever after, which is so true. Mm-hmm. I know. I still, I do think that would be a great story for SR to write. I do too. And hello, uh, the SR Fox. Good day to you. Yes, yes. Thank you for joining us. Yes. And uh, Annette said her son is doing great, getting stuffed with NOLA food. I wish hey. I was getting stuffed with NOLA food. I ran oh, out that's of coffee wonderful. this morning, so I'm drinking coffee that's about two days old. Hey, desperate times call for desperate measures. Absolutely, and I was desperate. <laughs> yes, yeah, so was I, because I, uh, as, I as, as I noted, I was in Baltimore last night, so I got home at 2 in the morning uh, since we had a rain delay for the game. But it was it was glorious. It really was um, super special. Yeah, um, I'm sure. And, and, you know, getting back to normal things a little bit, you know, and it just seems so weird when you go someplace and it's like you haven't been there in at least a year and you know it, yeah you it was surreal it mm-hmm. was surreal i and I, I you know i think i hinted at this when i was talking about it um i was i felt really comfortable because they were so uh, so conscientious and mm-hmm. so um, accommodating. They had all the safety protocols in place in the stadium. Um, it, there weren't a lot of people to begin with because it had been raining, really raining hard. Um, mm-hmm. So there was a rain delay. Um, we had sanitizers. There were people, all the ushers had signs, you know, reminding people to wear a mask. I saw one guy go and remind the person. Uh, also, even to the concessions, they had food. But you were mm-hmm. required to have eat at your seat. Yep. And you can't you can't that. eat around the concourse. And they asked people to socially distance, and people were respectful of that. It was it was a really um, surreal experience. You know, it was it was surreal and yet really fun. It would have been better if uh, we would have beat the Boston Red Sox, but but there's Dang. that. And, and I have to say at the end, and Pam, I told you this before, mm-hmm. um, at the end when the fans saw the score for the Yankees game, someone, yeah, be it a no, Red Sox or, a, or nice. a, 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 someone started chanting, Yankees suck. And then the entire stadium, although I didn't do it because I, I don't like doing that, um, was saying, Yankees suck. And I turned to my daughter and I said, look, honey. People can come together in America. <laughs> Everybody well, only, that's only if you're, Yankee, the unless Yankee you're a Yankee game. fan. Unless you're a Yankee <laughs> fan, my heart broke last night, eleven to four against the Nationals. So, yeah, but that doesn't happen to Yankees much. So, you're not a long-suffering mm. Orioles fan. <laughs> We're so, Red Sox. I know, fan. Betty. Betty's not impressed. Betty said, "Not cool," because Betty's. I'm right New- with you. New Yorker. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Shell and Shell said, "Blasphemy! Yankees rule." That's right. That's Shell's right. also a Yankees fan. 
I couldn't believe it though, guys. It was just so funny. I just, I was like, I can't believe there's chat. They're chanting this in the middle of an Orioles Red Sox game. Um, but it did bring people together, which was kind of funny. Um, it's funny though. So yes, yes, it was, it was great to kind of have a little taste of normalcy again. Um, Betty said, is it weird that I forget the pandemic is still here and I kind of freak out when I see people without a mask? Um, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And it was a great thing. Um, it was really a great thing to finally be able to do something like that out of, you know, a little bit of normalcy in a very socially distant and very mindful way that we are still all in this together. There was signage everywhere. They had the Oriole bird had a mask. You know, so I'm guessing all the mascots at the games um, across the country are going to be wearing masks to try and reinforce healthy behavior. The poor Philly fanatic that usually has his tongue sticking out is now masked up, too. You know, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was very cute. And Cheryl said, my Atlanta Braves let me down. Cheryl, I feel your pain. That's all I got to say. We understand. Um, Betty said that is the one thing that worries her. Paul is a Red Sox fan and she's a Yankees fan. Now, I well, those worry kind about of marriages too can much. survive. I, I have seen that that's, happen. That's so. true. That is very true. <laughs> and Shell says, and... as long as he isn't disrespectful, it should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and Anna says she's not a baseball fan. Thank God. The Pirates aren't an exciting team. Go Penguins. Yes, Anna. Anna's also a Pennsylvania uh, resident and mm-hmm. uh, Pittsburgh, um, Pittsburgh is in the western part of the state for those who aren't familiar with uh, Pennsylvania and the Penguins are a professional hockey team here so mm-hmm. the Pirates are fun to watch though Anna I have to say it's um, it, it's and you have a beautiful you have a gorgeous stadium um, all of your venues are really great. So I haven't been to, I really would love to go see the Pens play that. That would be fun. Um, Anna says, I, uh, Annette says, I don't have a baseball team down here. I'm split between the Cubs and the Red Sox. <laughs> Both good traditions. Both good traditions. <laughs> hey, listen, I lived in Boston. I actually lived in Norwood, Massachusetts as a little girl. And I told SR this and I thought he would spit his coffee out all over his keyboard. I had yeah I, I I had we had Mickey Mantle cards and Mickey Mantle cards are like crazy right now price wise if you're um, if you're into yeah. that well we used to put the Mickey Mantle cards on our bicycle spokes or in my case tricycle spokes <laughs> yep yep so you'd make the noise going around and uh, yeah so yeah. my poor husband I remember telling him that I think he almost. Uh, he he was like, turned blanched. He's turned so white. How oh, yeah. dare you? <laughs> oh no, my mom, my mom and her siblings did the same, and they had tons. And she's a die-hard Yankees fan, so that's why I I do respect the tradition because my mother actually lived in Long Island for a little bit growing up, and Mickey Mantle was her absolute favorite. So, mm-hmm. um, and they had a ton of cards, and then my grandmother ended up throwing them out. <laughs> So that was that was not good. Yeah. Yep. Lori says Rangers for me. Mask wearing in Texas is stressful. I wear my mask and dare anyone to give me the hard time. Mm -hmm. Well, good for you. The Rangers would be fun. I'd love to go there and watch a game. Um, And uh, Annette's loving your music. uh, Yes, the Righteous Righteous Brothers. Brothers. 
Um, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And Ashley says, I have these beautiful premium chocolate with handcrafted painted flowers. They're too beautiful to eat them, but I want to eat them. Go for it, Ashley. Take a picture and then Absolutely. enjoy. <laughs> so, or, and speaking of enjoying, lit, we should... can go to Lidditz and get some more from uh, uh, what's your oh, Yes, uh, go to get, um, oh my gosh, Howard, Wilbur Chocolate. Wilbur Chocolate. Wilbur Pops. Chocolate Company. Oh, they're anyway. so delicious. So, so tell really us about get, the news. Get tell us about world. the news. Well, he's very, SR is very excited about the cover reveal of the Italian edition of the Roman, and it will be released by Del Rey Edizione on May 20th. And uh, he knows a number of readers from around the world have ordered copies from that series because they like the covers. And I personally, I do like the, the Roman covers. You know, the it's others cool. are white and beautiful, and this one's dark and om- ominous. And, uh, did I say that right? Because I can never pronounce that. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, good. Uh, it's, it's, and that's it's, a it's, perfect descriptor for it. It and really it's, is. And it's not this, and there's nothing in my coffee, so I should be able to say these things. <laughs> <laughs> Shell, Shell saying it's an excellent cover, wicked cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it really is. So. It's, it's, it's amazing. And then... And then the filming is going to resume on Rapture on Monday. And as I said, he's been in touch with Tosca this week about last-minute casting and other details. So he's looking forward to the resumption of filming. So that's going to be exciting. I know. I'm super excited. And I see Kenzie and Diana have uh, have joined us. So good morning. Good morning, ladies. And have you said hello to Ellie? Who's probably lying yes. in bed with the earbuds in, relaxing and enjoying the, <laughs> yes. the early and morning hours. Six, six. She was here. She was here first thing. She mm-hmm. was here at six a.m. her time. So thank you for joining us this morning. The SR Fox had brilliant covers. Totally love them. Mm-hmm. Going to buy them and add them to my SR shelf. I love that. Um, I know there is a part of me that wants to buy like every edition in every language. It would just be so cool to have a whole. Uh-huh. A whole bookshelf yeah. full of SR, SR around the world. Yes. And yes, Betty, I agree. Be I can't wait to hear the new cast announcements either. It's going to be super, super exciting. And um, it's, yeah, it's just good stuff. And as we see, um, I say it every week, but I really love chapter 23. Um, I, I say it every week. Though, I got so a kick I, out. Of course. Of course I love it because... It's SR's writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, Kenzie noted, I'm already working on that. I love the Italian editions. Yes, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I do know there are people who I think have ordered and have most of the languages, which I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of Gabriel's Promise, which I have sitting here in English, um, it's starting uh, in Edinburgh. And it's raining, so it's almost like the weather I'm having right now um, in Pennsylvania. And Gabriel needs to find diaper cream because (laughs) they are out. And Julia said, we cannot go without this. This has to happen. Um, So late in the night after they had this big dinner um, celebrating uh, his uh, welcoming to the university um 
he is being tasked with finding diaper cream in the middle of the night. So he goes to the concierge, and of course they don't have Acacia. Um, That's right. And they don't have an they don't have the concierge on duty at this time. So um, that already will annoy him to no end. Um, and uh, yes, Ashley, rainy day and Gabriel's promise. How fitting it really is. <laughs> um, Gabriel's getting the normal husband treatment that he said from his wife. Absolutely. <laughs> Goodbye, ideally idealized vision of Dante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, go get the diaper cream, honey. So <laughs> Gabriel without the concierge was uh, you know, just appalled and he's like this would never happen at the plaza. And um he was dismayed that there wasn't a 24-hour drugstore open, even a Marks and Spencer wasn't open. Um so without this concierge, um he and his hired car went in search of a supermarket and they went, I think it was about 20 minutes outside of the city in a town called Leith. And, uh, there were so many brands of diaper cream, but not the ones that they had used. And he kept calling Julia. I can, this would be really funny to see on screen. I think, I mean, it's a small scene, so I don't think they would include all this detail, but um, it would have been funny for him to keep looking and keep calling Julia. I don't, what about this one? What about this one? And Shell saying, Bordeaux's butt paste yeah. diaper rash ointment's <laughs> the one. Um, I can just so imagine he actually Julia. bought them all. Right, yeah, because she's she was saying, I'm going to bed and I'll speak when we wake up for Claire's feeding. Good night, dear. <laughs> you're, you have a doctorate. Figure it out. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a bright guy. Figure it out. Um, so he bought four different creams, bought them all and headed back to the hotel in typical Gabriel fashion. He just, he just threw money at the problem. Um, so we asked SR about this and, uh, yes, Ashley, Gabriel's so demanding getting what he wants, even diaper cream. (laughs) (laughs) And Betty noted there's no Target or Walmart either. Yeah. Well, you know, there's not, you're not in... You're not in Boston anymore. This isn't That's a 24-7 community. Um, and it is shocking when you are used to being in an environment where you can go and get anything at any time. Um, I can tell you in traveling, there's a lot of places that close down and don't have 24-7 shops. So It's true. Cooperstown, um, New York. Wilson oh, that's for at sure. 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> yep. And that's it. There's no nothing after that. So... Um, (laughs) we asked SR, what were some of the things that the plaza had never left Gabriel or Julia, um, wanting? And because he referenced that the plaza just never let them down and they always got what they needed. Mm -hmm. And SR said, the plaza is a very nice hotel. One can listen to jazz in the lounge or enjoy room service or brunch among the palm trees. Gabriel is impatient. Yes. Yes, they're named for their teas. And SR says, Gabriel is impatient when staff aren't available because it's late at night. (laughs) (laughs) And I would add, Gabriel's impatient anytime. That's true. um, So he bought his wares and came back to the Caledonian. And by the time he returned, he really wasn't um, in a greatest of moods. Um, The doorman opened the door and held the umbrella over him as he went. 
went into the hotel. Shaking the rain off his coat and cap, he headed to the Cayley Bar. He had received a text and wanted to read it in private. He ordered a double espresso um, just to kind of calm himself down, grousing about not having some of the beautiful amber liquid of scotch. And I can imagine walking in there, seeing a bar in Scotland with a beautiful variety, I'm sure, of all kinds of lovely libations staring at him and he's having his coffee. He's having his espresso. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I really do think it's interesting. SR keeps weaving in the fact that he's choosing his sobriety. Um, I just, I, I think it's an interesting kind of underlying current in, in the, the book. Um, and he felt not having scotch was a crime against hospitality. <laughs> All the beautiful scotch just waiting for the right palate to appreciate it. And he knew his palate was the right one. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Anna had said, how do you calm yourself with an espresso? That's funny. <laughs> um, and he also felt that with all the rain that he would probably get pneumonia and die. Like he, ha he had this whole internal monologue going on in his head. Um, all that scotch. And with all the rain, he's probably going to get pneumonia and die. Absolutely. And all sage lecturers should start antibiotics immediately on arrival, being in this con <laughs> in this in this environment, and maybe add the antibiotics to the welcoming fruit basket. Um, well, that would be a good thing. <laughs> it would be a good thing, and 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 Lori said that's what I thought, Anna. It, the espresso would wake me up, and uh, I. So we asked him, why did he order a double espresso instead of something more soothing like chamomile tea, winky face? And he said, I think Gabriel's tolerance for espresso is quite high, which means he can mm -hmm. drink it before bed. So oh, I can't even drink coffee after 12 o'clock in the afternoon without hopping <laughs> in to sleep at night. I know, I know. And I, I'm, I'm more on Gabriel's spectrum uh, in terms of I can have coffee before bed and I will sleep like a babe. So I will sleep soundly. I can sleep soundly through the night. Um, so we also asked SR about this whole use of this internal, internal monologue. I said, I love the reflective inner monologue regarding a crime against hospitality, which I just love that phrase. It made me laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. And he, we asked him, why did you decide to include this and share his internal thoughts throughout the chapter in this manner? He said, I find Gabriel's impatience and ill temper funny on occasions. So it was a chance to inject some humor, which he did very well. Um, it almost mm -hmm. was snarky-like, I have to say. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, Kenzie says, me and Gabriel are like, ha ha. <laughs> and Benny wants yes. the uh, antibiotics and a COVID vaccine in the food <laughs> There you go. There you go. I'm sure the, the COVID vaccine was a requirement uh, before going on campus. Uh, Absolutely. Of most of my uh, friends in academia now have to get tested and have to show proof of ID and all that kind of stuff to keep the kids on campus safe and the employees well, too. And I understand that Pfizer is applying for final approval with the FDA so that if that happens, then you're gonna, probably going to see a lot of schools and campuses require it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So he opened up the text that he received and he's looking at it and he says, nothing on the Nissan. If you see it again, take a picture. We check, uh, he'll check on 
Jay's roommate and Senator's son, and the text was clear enough looking for a Nissan, a black Nissan, in Boston. It was like trying to find a noodle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Jack was thorough, Uncle Jack Mitchell, and he's going to be looking into Natalie and Simon. So, you know, and if Gabriel ever saw that son of a bitch again, I can't imagine what would have happened to him. He might, jaw might have been more than just the jaw would have been broken. Mm-hmm. Um, he says the clouds parted and the rain stopped. And <laughs> when he closed the, the the message and he opened it up and saw a picture of Claire and, and just all these wonderful little pictures of Julie and Claire that popped through. And he said that the trip to the store on a rainy night did not seem so bad when there were rain, angels waiting for him upstairs. This is true. And uh, Ashley was saying how she loves SR making one man's anger another woman's laughter. <laughs> I like well, that too. Yes, well, I, it, she I, noted know. Gabriel's temper and frustration was humorous in this chapter and how he displays it. So Absolutely. <laughs> so, now, so the bartender, you know, he, take, he gets the espresso and puts it down and he put a plate of biscuits or cookies for you Amer- us Americans. Um, and a glass of ice water down, and uh, when a coughing fit took cold of him, and he's like, already the pneumonia started. Uh, and then there was, <laughs> when there was a female voice that uh, that came over to him, but from a woman who was sitting a couple seats away, and she told the bartender, "I will not have what he's having." As I love that him. line too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So she, and, and the woman had an English accent, and, and uh, she proceeded to tell the bartender she really would like a martini. Please up with an olive. Of course, I have to have three olives in my martini. <laughs> Dirty and, or no? Um, I can go either way, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, depending upon the vodka. Some, If you get good vodka, it's, uh, you know, I can do that. Plain, mm-hmm. plain up, and if it's you know just whatever vodka, you know, dirty is always nice because there's a little bit of that brine and taste. Yes, yes. So then, so, <laughs> and so. Betty says we know this woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And good, hello, Ms. Epiphany. Thanks for joining yes. us today. So uh, she sits sits down and she placed a leather briefcase on the floor beside her chair, and she had an English accent. The bartender poured her. Uh, drink and placed a dish of nuts in front of her, which uh, she started to help herself to. Now, the first rule of bartending, any bartender <laughs> will tell you this, That's is right. to make sure that there are salty snacks around so the patrons will drink more. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> right. Absolutely right. You wonder why these beer nuts are on the bar or little chips. Or potato chips or mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah, uh-huh. But there is also the wanting to make sure they absorb the alcohol and don't get drunk too fast because if they get drunk too fast, then they can't order cocktails either (laughs) because they can't serve them. So Um, So Ashley said, martini, I want my peanut butter cup martini right now. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken Uh, like someone who lives close to Hershey, uh, Pennsylvania, Ashley. And my yes. martinis have to be extremely dry, which means that the vermouth bottle just passes over the glass. It doesn't touch mm-hmm. the, inside the glass. So, anyhow. So, we, <laughs> we asked SR, why did Gabriel engage in pleasantries with the woman at the bar instead of 
excusing himself to go upstairs. And he says, I think he was trying to process a, a few things and he didn't want to, to do that. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to go up. He, he wanted, he needed a minute to, yeah, to go through stuff. Yeah. And, and, and to read the email, I think, and, or the text in private. So mm-hmm. Julia wouldn't worry. Um, cause he's always trying to make sure she hasn't. And I'm seeing Martini discussion in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley said that explains why they have the nuts at the bar. Ms. Epiphany says chocolate martinis are the best. Um, they have some incredible ones. We are living in Pennsylvania and I'm, we're near, I'm near Hershey and they have an amazing chocolate. As you can imagine, that's one of their things they do. They are really, really well. Lori's never had a martini, so Lori, I highly recommend. Um, they have them in all kinds of flavors now, so mm-hmm. if you want yeah, something sweeter, the chocolate martini, espresso martini. Um, uh, Ashley says, I don't think I would be straight up martini. She loves her sweet martinis. See, um, now, I, I have a problem with sweet drinks, and this happens to me with cosmopolitans. They, they tend to mm. take over my drinking. And mm-hmm. so I get very <laughs> sloppy at the end of the night. So I well, I try when it to when it tastes with... like fruit punch, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So I, I try to stick with stuff that it's you know like whether whether it's straight. I'll, I'll even drink vodka on the rocks, which is pretty much a very dry martini. Mm-hmm. But um, you know that way I can, uh, you know I can pace myself out because you, you know that if you drink too much, you're really going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Anna noted chocolate vodka and tequila rose. And welcome to our halftime show. As we we're talking mm-hmm. about cocktails, raising a glass, having a cocktail during the halftime. Um, yeah, Anna, I'm intrigued by that. I might have to try that combination. And Cheryl wants to try a flirtini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kenzie said, "I think the same can be said with vodka for you, Cam." Well, that's Very only when sloppy. it's a chaser Very to a bottle of wine. Very sloppy indeed. As I said, that's only when it's a chaser for a bottle of wine. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I know Anna uh, Ashley also wants to try Flirtini. And Ernette said, the last sweet drink I had was a Cosmo in New York. We are not friends and no longer drink together. <laughs> Whiskey is her bestie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And P- Kenzie said, but I had quite a few flirtinis for the premieres last year. She said they're very strong. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl said the kids here are walking around in school with water bottles filled with vodka. No way, Cheryl. Oh, that wow. doesn't change. I, I know kids yeah, in my son's yeah, that's, class did that's, that too. I know. Well, and I, I yes, yes, mm-hmm. unbelievable. See, <laughs> and Anna was saying with chocolate covered strawberries with that vodka chocolate vodka and tequila rose oh my gosh and Cheryl doesn't drink but she wants to try it just having a sip I think is a fine it's it's kind of like a taste yeah. a tasting of any kind of food or so <laughs> well, little fact Pam drinks vodka like water <laughs> well, see, you okay. were hysterical vodka only only have a cele- only water. in a celebratory setting so that's absolutely and Anna's true. coveting a bottle of peach crown royale. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yep. So, anyway, anyway, as we shift as, over, 
as Gabriel tried to soothe his coffee. Gabriel's his coffee. Yes. I was just going there, Pammy. Yeah. Um, the woman said it was a bit cold out, and Gabriel's response was that it was glacial because <laughs> he was still kind of in a mood, as Gabriel's apt to be. And he asked if it always rained like this. And she shrugs and said she lived in London. But the summers were nice here. And that's actually the same thing SR told us when we asked him about writing in Edinburgh and if he'd ever been there. And she said in the summer, the sun stayed out until after 10 p.m., which I just think would be is glorious. So to me, it means that Scotland's about the same um, latitude as Minnesota, um, and the, our northern states in the U.S. Um, and I never realized, I didn't think about that, but the further north you are, the longer the sunlight is out. Um, and it is awesome when the sun is out for a longer period of time. It's beautiful, um, especially in the being, summer. I remember being in Ireland in August, and it's like 9.30 at night, and the sun is just starting to go down. I was like, okay. It was great. It was an that would so he, down around eight. yeah, yeah. It's 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 really amazing the way that whole that whole thing works. So mm -hmm. Gabriel humped, and she asked if he was an American, and what brought him to rainy Edinburgh, and she said yes. Uh, he said yes, I'm American, and I was a guest. At, he was a guest at the university, and she said. She was um, a guest at the university as well, and she was supposed to meet her crew here, but they may have gone off without her. Bullocks. Um, yes, uh, I, as Pam, Pam noted that she loves the English curses. I'm sure, <laughs> and, and as good I'm as sure Codswallop, the right? Brits, yeah, Codswallop is good, but I'm sure the Brit has some good ones. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and Annette's husband is. Uh, from the UK. So I'm sure he said bollocks uh, and some other things more than once. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Gabriel asked what kind um, of reporting uh, she did. And she told him television and they came up. She was mentioning they came up from London to cover something at the university, but she couldn't believe that they actually left her as she looked around the bar. And, um, <laughs> And that said, that's her license plate. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like that. I love it. I love it. Yes, Betty. Imagine what all the things you can do with the sun being up till 10 p.m. I it's it's glorious. It is a glorious, glorious thing. Um. So they're at the bar. Gabriel just found out this woman is also here for a university event. Um, and she's kind of been uh, blown off by her, her colleagues. And Gabriel asked if she was a presenter. And she said, oh, God, no, I'm the producer. <laughs> <laughs> she's, not, she's not a reporter. She's not someone who um, is in front of the camera. She's behind the camera. And she lifted her martini toward him and said cheers, which you can imagine um, as a friendly conversation goes on, Gabriel lifts his espresso in return. And then she asked what he was doing for the university. And um, he had another round of espresso and biscuits and vaguely told her that he was here for a series of meetings, you know, knowledge transfer, that sort of thing. And she asked if he was the one with the knowledge or was it the other way around? 
again. I loved some of the turns of phrase in this chapter. I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the banter, um, and I just loved some of the things he he wrote in this. Um, and he said, uh, "Mostly I, me." I, and I can totally <laughs> see me. this this producer saying these things too. Yes, I, I'm sure you can. <laughs> and uh, she also asked, what kind of knowledge was he transferring? Gravitational waves, theology, the price of cheese and international trade. <laughs> Again, I, I loved I loved this banter. Mm-hmm. And as he drank his espresso, he told her Dante Alighieri. And she put down her drink and she said, really? Yes, really, he told her. So... For those of you who are on with us during our anniversary podcast last week, mm-hmm. and some of this banter was going on in the chat room, we we were asking a couple things about this character. Um, the first one, though, that we had asked is, does the producer know or suspect Gabriel is the sage lecturer when she first speaks to him? Um, because I know up until this point in the scene, in the scene and when she first approached him, I kept thinking, okay, this woman is, is going to try and pick him up. She wants to, Something he's attractive. She wants to get to know him. Um, she's looking for, you know, some kind of an enjoyment company. What's going on with this woman uh, approaching him? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, as we read through it and by the end, you know, I was just curious. I said, does this woman, was she waiting for him? Was she trying to, you know, seek him out? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in typical SR fashion, when we asked if she knows that he's the sage lecturer when she first speaks to him, he says, that is a very good question, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Thank you, SR. Thanks for thanks for the thanks for the knowledge transfer there, Sr. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of knowledge transferred there. So, <laughs> and uh, Annette Annette also she said I did too. She she thought that she was you know she was curious about that. Mm-hmm. And Shell said, you know, I never thought she was trying to pick him up. I was curious as what you guys had thought about that. Um, and oh, Cheryl said, a lady in the salon, because she's listening to our podcast at the mm-hmm. salon, which I love. Mm-hmm. A lady in the salon just asked me, was I the same lady who was listening to the book club the other week? She's listening with me now as the other ladies here. <laughs> Maria turned off the music. The lady told me she bought Gabriel's Inferno trilogy and promise. She pulled out Rapture that she is reading now and she is in tears talking about it oh my gosh (laughs) that's great that is great that is so beautiful y'all can have a after party after the podcast you can sit (laughs) and talk about the books oh my gosh that brought tears to my eyes that is so beautiful because this is what these books do to you right absolutely oh my gosh you go Cheryl as Annette said (laughs) And then Annette, Anna had thought, initially, she thought it was a pickup, but then the reporter kicked in, right. she said. So so the producer said that Dante had spent an extraordinary amount of time in hell, and Gabriel told her, and traveling through it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she laughed, saying, no, no one believes in hell anymore. And she asked if it was difficult to uh, interest people in Dante to make him relevant. And Gabriel now turned on his chair saying, it addresses love, sex, redemption, and loss. 
Yes. Those subjects are ultimate concerns for all humans. And I can just imagine this Dante specialist. Are you sure it's relevant? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the subjects are the ultimate concern of all humans. And if you skip Inferno, you miss the best parts. The producer asked if it was all about sin. Punishment, mm-hmm. torture, very badly dressed people. Again, laughed at that line. That was <laughs> I did too. Uh, but Gable told her that it was a redemptive exploration of human behavior. Each deadly sin reflects a singular obsession, and Dante shows the consequences. Well, when you put it like that, he's teaching you what the deadly sins are when you go through all the different circles of telling, you know, which is interesting. Anyway, um, each uh, Dante, it's more of a cautionary tale since Dante labels it a comedy and lets us know that it has a happy ending. So we asked, is the question regarding making Dante relevant one that you have received? And the response from SR was on more than one occasion. Uh, he also said that a redemptive exploration of human behavior is how Gabriel explains the relevance of, the, of Inferno. With Gabriel's series, did you intend to advance the same as well as the others cited by Gable regarding the Inferno? And he responded, yes, that's an apt description of why I write and what I hope to accomplish through my writing. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm well. actually putting that those questions in the chat box because I think that is such the essence, right, yeah, of, yeah. of what he is about, of what not Gabriel, but mm-hmm. SR himself is about. Mm-hmm. Um writing about these really relevant themes and um, this is the type of thing he hopes to accomplish through his writing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, you know, a redemptive ex- exploration of human behavior. Mm-hmm. I just, I, again, his turns of yeah. phrase in this were so good. And um, yeah, I just, it, 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 it doesn't surprise me, Cheryl, that, the ladies are in the salon listening to this and reading his beautiful words because it really does captivate. And rest assured, I've seen a couple chat uh, chat comments about SR needs to hear about this. And I'm, I, we will be telling SR about that story because I yeah, he really loves um, to, hear, yeah. to hear to um, hear when people are discovering his work, and um, that's a really special story. So and, and shall. I'm looking at your response to Betty uh, about Dante. Not every woman wants to sleep with him, but he's attractive to other men, whatever. Um, And so she responds, she says, Betty, except if they're hockey players, many women would want to be a puck bunny, LOL. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that. (laughs) My experiences with the New York Rangers. I can yeah. vouch for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cheryl's sending him a message now. Cheryl, I think that's beautiful. I Definitely do. Yeah. Definitely do that. He will love it. Um, so great. So the woman was not sure the souls in hell are happy, but it, it, but she took his point. And as she took the olive from her martini and ate it, she asked, what are the seven deadly sins? So SR proceeded to tell her that they were pride, envy, wrath, wrath, sloth, avarice, gluttony, and lust. And she said this brought back her Catholic upbringing. And while the new, 
well, with the news, she tended to see all of them. She told him and asked if, if he was presenting tomorrow. Uh, so this kind of froze him on the spot because, he, you know, stage lectures are supposed to be quiet mm-hmm. until they're announced. Yes, and, yes. The gotcha, I call this the gotcha moment. The gotcha question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she was trying, she was trying to get him to admit <laughs> to something. Yeah, that she was. So uh, he he said that he didn't say that. She turned her head and said that he was a professor of literature. And he told her that she was just a Dante enthusiast from America. Happy to meet his Edinburgh colleagues. And just then the rowdy group came walking in straight to the woman. So that kind of... I know, just uh, that, that broke... That kind of, you know, you can almost feel Gabriel's sigh of relief, like saved by the bell, saved by the call, saved by the rowdy reporters um, who walked in um, to distract the uh, line of questioning that she was going down. Um, yeah, that this whole discussion with this report or with this producer, I just love. And I love the elements and the discussion. You know, again, this is how SR weaves his magic words um and really shares his passion for for dante Mm -hmm. Mm um by talking about why this is important and how it's relevant even in today's society um and as betty said see she wasn't trying to get inside gabriel (laughs) and he wasn't trying to get inside her either (laughs) no no spoken like a uh yes uh spoken like a true fan of paul um Mm -hmm. And she was a smart cookie, Betty. I agree. The producer was all business. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not trying to get in Gabriel's pants. But Shell said, inside his mind, maybe. I totally Absolutely. agree. Totally agree with that. So, you know, at this point, I think uh, the reporters, uh, the crew coming in, um, Gabriel sees his chance, right? So uh, he abandons his espresso, charging it to the room. He grabbed his hat, coat, umbrella, and the bag of uh, diaper cream, and he turns to go. And, the, I, you know, again, another scene that would be great on screen. The woman approached him. You can see kind of her, her coming up to him with this business card in hand, and she introduced herself. She said, Eleanor Michaels, BBC News. We will be covering the Sage Lectures announcement tomorrow. And Gabriel, uh, poker face, really strongly um, know that she knows and he knows that she knows as Anna says they both know but she is the champion and this is true because he never gave anything up he's Gabriel he just stoically took the card and he said you know thinking it would be really rude if he refused it he just took the card saying it was really nice to meet her and asked what are the sage lectures (laughs) (laughs) well played sir well played um and she suggested he tell her um, what the Sage Lectures were, you know, because she knew that he knew and he knew that she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but shaking his hand, um, she said, I know they're shrouded in secrecy um, and I hope that you give us an interview. So that was her way of getting her request in early, being the first in line to interview him. And um, she was also, I think, being very respectful. Um, she acknowledged that they were in secrecy. And I think she also respected the fact that he was 
complying with that and respecting the, the secrecy mm-hmm. of the event. And so he very calmly, coolly, and politely said, enjoy your evening. And she said she would see him tomorrow. And she hoped the rain stopped and kind of bid him farewell. And she turned to join her colleagues. And he pocketed the card and went upstairs. Sturkus, he thought. (laughs) (laughs) Another Oh, my gosh. Another... Yeah, great final, great final line for a really good chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, Betty, she said, this sounds like friends. I know that you know that I know what you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. But they did. It was a very cat and mouse type of thing. Mm-hmm. And she wonders, Betty said, I wonder if Paul one day will be invited to give a lecture at a fancy university. I believe I he would. I am very sure he will be. Yep. And uh, Kenzie said, I could figure out Gabriel's secret. I'm a Taurus. We know things. (laughs) (laughs) So we actually, um, we had a few more questions for SR about the end of uh, this, this conversation and about the, um, the reporter, our Ms. Eleanor uh, Michaels. Mm -hmm. So we said you adeptly described how producer or reporter would approach a source or a story. Did you research or have any inspiration when you wrote that interaction? And I, I had said in parens, Gabriel responded brilliantly, by the way, well-written, sir. And he said, thank you. Um, <laughs> notice he thanked me for asking the question, but he did not yes. answer the question. Um, He'd be a good politician, too. <laughs> yeah, yes. He actually did exactly what Gabriel did, which was a a, a non-response response, which right. is, um, you know, which you're trained to do. Um, I, a lot of you guys know I work in communications and I've done media relations and media training. Um, so I was this whole interaction was really interesting to me. I That's why I also asked if the reporter or if she knew if Eleanor knew who Gabriel was, because that's not uncommon either, that a producer would come up and, and try to befriend the source. Um, but they're also an ethical reporter or producer, as she was, did reveal who she was. You know, she didn't completely um, True. And she hide may have heard on, but she did she, wait. She did wait to, t- to tell him that. And um, she, may, she may have known on background that it was him, too. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Pe- uh, reporters on background know many things. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, she could have been uh, someone at the university could have uh, given her um, information ahead of time, and they were asked to embargo. So that's a, that's a term of art they use in the news trade. If you embargo the story, that means they'll give you information in advance, so you can prepare and really research and write a very good story. Um, but you promise not to release it until the time that they release it. So that happens sometimes, especially when you're dealing with a very complex issue, because the people who provide the information want you to get the story correct. Um, So that's, uh, yeah, I thought that was a good interaction. Um, As Kenzie said, I love the non-answers. Keeps you on your toes. Um, Yes, well, we have one more um, non-answer that he gave us. And we just wanted to confirm, SR, is Eleanor Michaels an alias and or a nod to E.L. James? What inspired you to include her? How did you select the name? Did you tell her? If so, what did she think? And as 
We know he often does. Those are very, very good questions. Winky face. So as, as some of you know, and I saw earlier in the chat room, uh, there is a high suspicion that this character is, is indeed a nod, a, a base based on E.L. James, mm-hmm. um, kind of, uh, an, like, uh, E.L. James referenced SR in her as novels Boyce as Boyce Fox. Not sure if you ladies knew that if you read 50 shades of gray, there is an author named, uh, Boyce Fox that, uh, Anna has discovered and, uh, was trying to promote. And Boyce Fox, um, as you know, Sylvain Reynard, um, mm-hmm. is Fox in French. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Woodland Fox, actually. Woodland Fox, yes. Mm-hmm. So we thought, I, I, and I also, I asked about the name because I was thinking of the name. And, and <laughs> yeah, Betty, Betty said, Leslie, your mistake here was that you didn't give him scotch before you sent him the questions. This is true. I need That's, to rectify well, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> he may have had the scotch but didn't answer until after <laughs> yes yeah after waking up so you never know yes although I, yes because he he did respond in the morning so his morning scotch or he had a lot the night before mm-hmm. um kenzie said sr is the best haha yes he is he's really really good at that but i asked the name question because i was thinking about the name eleanor michaels right eleanor el Mm-hmm. So I thought, mm, and then Michaels, James, you know, another Eric, uh, Erica Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very close yeah, reference. So I don't know, I don't know. I don't know either. Sr keeps his Sr keeps his cards close to the vest at times. Yes, so, does. um, she, uh, yes, and Betty said the boss has friends in higher places. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Kenzie said, I remember reading and then seeing the films in 2015 and was so happy for SR seeing Boyce Fox. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That yeah, was very cool. I mean, him, I, well, I remember having when him she... not just in the books, but in the films. I think uh, that was super fun. And I remember when they were filming and Erica happened to post um, a photo of the uh, from out of S- outside of SIP where the I guess it was like the bus terminal or bus mm-hmm. stop. And yes, they had yes, the, in the bookstore. The, the advertisement, you know. Mm-hmm. The display. The, the display, reading the title of the book. And, and I, uh, you know, I, I, I remember at the time uh, tweeting that picture to Erica and to Asar saying, well played. So. <laughs> it's really fun. It's really, really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I wanted Actually, uh, Cheryl had noted Happy Mother's Day. And yes, Cheryl, Happy Mother's Day to everybody as we uh, are wrapping up today. And hopefully, we hope to see you. Kennedy put this in there, but we were going to include it. A happy first anniversary to our friends at the Emmer Zoom. Mm-hmm. The Emmer Zoom anniversary uh, celebrations happening at 2 o'clock today. Um, and Asar uh, will be on to chat on Facebook. Yes, so that will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenzie, I hope you can make it too, but I understand you're uh, going to be doing some other things online with Shadow and Bone, I believe. Did you hear about this? Did you guys see Kenzie's going to be? this. Yes, Kenzie, you're going to have to write it in because I can't remember all the cool things, but essentially she's going to be Zooming with some of the production and cast people 
asking a questions of them directly. It's really, really cool. Very um, cool. That, uh, but I know the time is conflicting, so she's hoping she can join the Amber Zooms. But if you can't, that's a really good reason mm -hmm. um, to miss it. She's going to be chatting with the the Shadow and Bone from Netflix that series. Um, oh, that'll be very Netflix cool. reached out to her and she, I guess she submitted questions that they liked. Um, so I think that's super exciting. Mm -hmm. It is exciting. It's super exciting. Um, let us know how that goes, Kenzie. Absolutely. Uh, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's incredible. Of course, that's another show I haven't seen yet, but I heard it's really good. Um, and, uh, yes, so we'll have to hear about, uh, her experience. She said, yes, I was invited by Netflix to chat with cast and crew of Shadow and Bone. I really enjoyed Lee's book. So this was another book that was made into a series by Netflix, uh, similar to how Atlander was made into a series by the Stars Network. Um, <laughs> Lori's saying, post the details, Kenzie. And uh, yep. Kenzie's saying she'll take photos. And Betty said she is our intrepid reporter. And this is Absolutely. true. Kenzie's a good fact finder. So <laughs> um, I just thought that was really, really cool. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll look forward to seeing that. And uh, I'm really going to try and be on the Amber Zoom today. Uh, I just think it would be a fun celebration. Um, always a good time when SR is on. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe it's been a year. I know. It really is. Um, it's It's gone in some ways quickly and in other ways very slowly. <laughs> so, um, Which have a good I'll weekend. I'll have to get my shopping done early today. Yes, yes, that's the thing. Um, I actually had another commitment that was canceled and moved till tomorrow. So I think I'm going to be able to join. I'm not sure. I will try it. If not, I just wish everybody the best. Um, happy anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, to Chrissy, Jen, and MJ, um, the the hosts extraordinaire, um, the professors. Um, so it's really, really um, going to be a fun day. Yes, sir. Um, so, Pammy. Yes, ma'am. Any special music uh, to send us off into the weekend um, of yeah, Mother's I'm, Day festivities? And I'm uh, sending off the land of hope and dreams. Ooh, love one it. My, one of my personal favorites, anyway. So, everybody, have a great Mother's Day and a good weekend. Have fun, Kenzie, on your your show, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you all in the Emerson. Yes, and then next week, Chapter Twenty Four. Yep. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, everyone. Stay safe. <laughs>